Previously on the Tony Kornheiser Show. Well, his name is Cal Raleigh. And I hesitate to tell you this, but I used it on the air the other day. His nickname is Big Dumper. <laughs> and I, so I asked one of, the, one of the guys of the Mariners, I said, why do they call him Big Dumper? And they said, well, he's got a butt the size of the trailer. <laughs> wow. So I went to Cal Raleigh and said, hey, I was talking to some of your teammates, and one of them said you have a butt the size of the trailer. And he said, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. All righty then. We interrupt this high-quality podcast to help a friend of ours who's going to be performing this weekend, right, in the Washington, D.C. area? That's right. The Arlington Draft House. Now, when is that? That is tonight, which is today's Friday. Today's correct? Friday. Friday, tonight. October 14th, I believe. Yes, and tomorrow, Saturday, October 15th. Okay, go ahead. Yes, Play all right. It. Let me this fade from this Adam. down. Yes, hold on. Let me get this up. This is from Adam. I've not heard this. All right, yes. Nigel Adam's- has offered to play this for me a bunch of times. I said, no, I want to be surprised. <laughs> this is Adam Ferrar. Yes, here we go. Hello, Nigel. Uh, please tell Tony and Michael I said hello. And I just wanted to invite the Littles out. I will be at the Draft House in Arlington Friday and Saturday. And next time I'm in town, um, I got to tell Tony about Adventureland on Long Island. I, I took know. my nephew. It's still there. And it's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah. All right. Uh, I can't wait to see the Marv Albert jacket two more times, and then it'll be paid for. And hopefully we can put that to rest. Take care, pal. So go see Adam tonight and tomorrow night at the Arlington Draft House. Right? Right. It's lovely. Can I ask about Adventureland? It's just, you know, it's one of those um, theme parks that was before water parks were invented. Right. Which is sometime around the 1980s or so. <clears throat> they had these other things with rides. I mean, everybody wanted to be Disneyland, but on a local level, they couldn't really be Disneyland. And they had roller coasters. I'm afraid of roller coasters. I it just, you know, it wasn't on the level <laughs> that you thought it might be. Right. You know, it, it's like a... Uh, a painting that isn't really finished, you know, <laughs> something like sure. That. All right, <clears throat> I so, cannot... so lower than a king's dominion. Oh, much when oh you my sent God. when you sent me on the roller coaster. I myself am afraid of roller coasters, and all I remember is seeing you track it along, laughing at me. <laughs> I'm not a roller coaster guy. Your sister loved roller coasters. Yeah, your mother likes roller coasters. I'm not a roller coaster guy. Yeah, I, I'm just I, I'm afraid of them. I've been on. I'm afraid <clears throat> I'm going to be either flipped. Out of the seat But eventually it's not like playing into the nostalgia with, you know, old wooden ones that are cranking as yeah, they go yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was because it was built in the 1950s. Okay, so unfinished. Before technology. A, you were serious when you said unfinished. Yeah, I mean, at, at some point you would look down and go, whoa, I, I, I could leave this thing. <laughs> I don't know if I'm strapped in correctly. It's a long time ago. It's, I'm sure it's much better now. We cannot mention the name of the person who sent this, but I will read it. An offer to address the lingering issue via amateur haiku. It's not COVID, but Verlander Kinlock fatigue needs resolution. And he writes, it would be my honor to host Tony and Wilbon at Kinlock. I've had the pleasure of reading and listening to both since WAPO deliveries in boarding school. No, not Loomis Chafee. Please reach out if you wish. Thanks for keeping my name private. So we will keep this and we will substitute one Michael for another because Wilbon's never here. Wilbon's in Arizona. He just, he, he starts out in Chicago. He ends up in Arizona. 
You know, born in Babylonia, King Tut. He's just never anywhere. I'll around. drive the two of you down. I'll leave the family car so I can get it uh, detailed. <laughs> the drop-off service. Uh, yeah, no. Now I want to know a boarding school. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll call him. We'll find out. This comes from Tom Goddard, and he writes, "Dear Doctor Hofwaff, a strange thing happened a couple of weeks ago. I did my usual drive through Mister Tonyland. You know, I eighty one to the I eighty four exit, but Jukon to US six. Then through Carbondale to Honesdale, turn left at the main traffic signal, then right on to the oddly named Oregon Turnpike, neither a turnpike nor an Oregon, and then meander through the Poconos until they turn into the Catskills, yada, yada, yada. I get to my destination, a retreat center named Shalom Mountain, at which I've led retreats for a number of years and start to meet the weekend's participants. One of my first conversations was with a man who was sitting on the front porch, and our conversation turned to sports. He declared himself to be a former sports fan, wounded by his experience as the child of a sports writer. Since I assume that all you sports sports writers know each other, I asked him where his dad worked. When he replied, Newsday, I asked if his dad's tenure there overlapped with that of Tony Kornheiser. He broke into a broad grin and began to regale me with tales of his father, and indeed his entire family's close relationship with you and your family. I believe my new friend Matt Jacobson wrote to you that weekend about our encounter, confirming the news I delivered to him of this year's arrival of your third grandchild, Connective Tissue. (laughs) One curious connection that Matt and I shared with each other was the wondering of what we psychologists might call sports abandonment syndrome. In my case, my hometown baseball team, the sad sack senators of my youth, abandoned me twice. In Matt's case, he described the devastation as occurring when the men he had met around the dinner table and elsewhere, folks like some fellow named Seaver, and whose children he had played with, would suddenly be playing with another team against his former teammates. Matt described this devastation as being primarily responsible for his subsequent souring on sports altogether. Anyway, following the 11 days we spent on the retreat together in Sullivan County, not 12 miles from the Yazgur's farm, he and I have continued to close correspondence. Just yesterday, he sent me a couple of delightful photos I thought you'd like to see. One is of you and Matt watching your daughter standing ankle-deep in a lake near Stratton Mountain, Vermont. The second is a remarkable shot of some guy who I watched hit three home runs in a single World Series game. Goes by the name Reggie and Matt's father, who I believe you call Jake. I do hope you'll show them to viewers on News Channel 8. They're quite fun. Thanks for playing my music on a couple of occasions under the recording name Ronan although I've yet to get my bluesy version of the mailbag theme past Nigel, for graciously accepting my gift of a Carlos Santana necktie on the auspicious last day of Chatter's existence, and for providing me and all of us loyal littles with not only great entertainment, but with a sense of family and community. Much gratitude. That is a lovely email. When I walked in here today, Nigel told me about the email, and he said, uh, somebody named Jacobson, named Jake, do you know him? And I pointed to Mike. Know him? It's his godfather. (laughs) Stephen and Anita Jacobson. They're like the dearest friends I have in the world. I Um, stayed in Matt's bedroom. Yeah. He was, remember he was Magical Matt? He was a magician. He was Magical Matt as a kid, 11, 12, 13. He had a great collection of Matt's bobbleheads. Yeah. Well, his dad was the first person ever at Newsday to cover the New York Mets in 1962. He was the beat writer at Newsday and was just honored at Old Timers Day. Oh. At the Mets Old Timers Day about a month ago. Well that deserved. Steve was just yes, honored. well deserved. And Stephen and Anita is a great, great cook. Oh, and taught cooking for many, many years. I, I can't tell you how many nights we have spent in their home uh, in Long Beach and, with, and in their home She's in still Vermont. still telling me my first recipe for salad dressing when she was hosting a party. Two yeah, parts oil, yeah. one part vinegar, and a dash of mustard. The first, uh, outlet, oh, good. first outlets I ever saw in my life were in... 
Vermont near where they live in Manchester, Manchester Vermont. And then we I just played Googled, the golf course. Guess what I just Googled? Mother Myricks? Mother Myricks makes the great chocolate fudge. Yeah. So, golf at the Equinox? Yeah. The, yeah, we played. And then the Alpine sledding? Yeah, that's right. In the summer, in the summer, what you can do is you can go up on the mountain and just take the chairlift uh, all the way up and then... Skateboards down the, a yeah. sewer pipe. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. And you lay down on it. You don't stand up on it. And it's great fun. I mean, so they were the, the reason that we spent so much time at the Otisaga Hotel in um, Cooperstown over the course of our lives is because Steve and Anita said, you should go to Cooperstown, take the kids to Cooperstown. And then we started going and went a lot. They also and took you on a very memorable canoe trip. Yeah, I fell out of the canoe. You fell I, out of the I canoe? F- I fell out of the canoe. You ruined the picnic lunch. I did. All the lunch fell out and I fell out. I'm, I'm not a canoeist. Yeah, I'm not good with water. <laughs> I'm afraid of water. Now you could stand in the water. Was never but you can't stand good. in the canoe. No. Yes, as that picture shows. It. You're very good at ankle deep Standing, deep I can stand. So yeah. this is... What a, what a lovely note. Yeah, to Tom Goddard. Thank you so very much. I was aware of, of some of this. Thank you. And can I just say to Tom, I, I haven't meant to slight you with the bluesy version of the mailbag. It might have fell through the cracks. Send it to us again. Yeah. We'd love to listen to it. Yeah, so we should do that. Um, what is the sports news? Someone about two months ago sat in a room at the NFL and said... These Thursday night games are killing us. I know we've got to do them because they make money, but they're not very good. Let's try to put together the worst game in the history of the National Football League. (laughs) Let's put the Washington team in Chicago because they're both going to stink. I watched the first half, which ended uh, 3-0 because a a series of bogus um, pass interference calls on the Chicago Bears put the ball down close enough where the Washington kicker could kick it. It ended 3-0, and I went to bed. That game was awful. Both quarterbacks, Carson Wentz and um, Justin Fields, Fields, were awful. They were awful. They missed people all all over the place, and had drops all over the place as well, to be fair. It ended apparently 12-7, Washington won. Did you watch? I did not. No, Did you I, watch I, I stayed with it for the it. first half and thought this is going to be the game that sends Al into retirement. Yeah, I mean he's he's, <laughs> like, he's apologizing to the audience. The guy, I tr- we're going to get a touchdown someday. Yeah, yeah, it was just awful. And it was exciting yeah. for what it wasn't, what there was not happening, which is people going for it and then falling short. It was I don't know. Yeah, when I believe you said it as well, whatever team wins, it's not like that's going to spring them, you know, spur them to a great run. And but win the, the winning Super Bowl. team. And the losing team now have a two and four record. They have eleven more games to play. They're going to lose seven or eight of them. <laughs> yes. They're going to lose seven or eight of them. Do you think that? Do you think the game got any bump because of the yes. Washington football team? Yes. News? Yes. Okay. Certainly. So, I, I mean, do. at least timing wise, you got some Certainly. juice to it. Yeah, that you'd want to see. Well, what is this all about? Now, be careful and what Snyder you say. Was at the game because you don't want someone to dig up dirt on you. No, I understand that, and I can defend is the wrong word, but I can understand that. I mean, Dan Snyder. And I'm not going to defend him here. I believe one of the ways that you judge an owner is the product he puts on the field. That's one of the ways, not all the ways. He's been the owner for almost 25 years. They've won two playoff games. They've never gotten to the NFC Championship games. And what was once a vibrant franchise, the number one or two franchise in the entire league in terms of interest in the city where it played, is now irrelevant And most of the people who go to its games are from the opposing team. So he's, you know, it's been a terrible, terrible product that he puts on the field. But if you sell, 
And I, I read that Al Michaels said last night, it's just his belief that the other owners want him to sell. They'd be happy if he sold. If you sell, you're just another rich guy on a boat. If you're a rich guy with the team on a boat, it's different. His entire identity is wrapped up in owning the Washington football team. So if it goes down, it's going to be, as they say in the bomb business, mutually assured <laughs> destruction. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what it's going to be. By the way, for people following the latest episodes of Deshaun Watson, he has been accused one more time uh, in a suit, a civil suit that is not, not represented by Tony Busby, who represented all the other women and settled almost all the cases. This is a new one, how it impacts the suspension. I don't know. Um, but Deshaun Watson, I mean, these things are, are I don't know that they're going to continue after this, but to say if you're Deshaun Watson, I'm just moving on with my career, you, you, you know. No, this no. is, is going to hang just, around your neck yeah, yeah. for a while. You don't just move on with your career. All right. Um, we'll take a break. Jason Larkin Fora will join us. We'll ask him, obviously, about the status of Dan Snyder as an owner in the NFL. Um, I think we should not ask him about the game. The game was just dreadful, painful. Maybe ask him about <laughs> Alvarez. Yeah. Alvarez. <laughs> Did it again. He's hitting all yeah. runs. I know. All right. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. Yeah, you've been walking through This is a song called Ease My Worried Mind. This is by Reed Umstadt, who goes by the name Reed Brothers in terms of music. This is sent to us by Lindsey Kubatsky, who writes, and, and he's Reed's friend. Uh, and he says that Reed released a new album called Southern Spheres. It's very good, by the way. <laughs> it is very, very good. good. I've been a loyal little for 20 years, or for years. My brothers and I started watching PTI 20 years ago, and the relationship you and Wilbon have remind me of the relationships I have with them, always arguing, making fun of each other, and having a shared hatred of something. My David Aldridge moment came when I heard you knew Marty West, but apparently not that Marty West. The Marty West I know was my advisor at the Harvard Graduate School of Education and is an incredible person. I'm guessing Michael knows this as well. That is Marty West's son. That is Marty West the fourth, I believe. Marty is Marty West the third, and this is Marty West the fourth. Yeah, Marty West. Connective yeah. tissue. Yeah. I've lived in D.C. the past seven years, although I've never been to the Palm, doing education policy. Perhaps I can be the show's official lobbyist for individuals with learning disabilities? Sure. I made a two-block pilgrimage to chatter with my two brothers when I lived in a house with a woman who is now related to another guy by marriage. That's funny. <laughs> you were gracious and funny even while owning a failing enterprise. Your podcast has got me through the ups and downs and not just the Nats season. I hope you play Reed's songs, which can be found at www.readbros, R-E-I-D-B-R-O-S, for brothersmusic.com. You can see him in and around the Austin area. It's a lovely song, and it plays in Jason Lock and Fora. And there are two things that jump to the top um, beyond the fact that the NFL is going to put on the two 
at this point in the season, most anticipated games this weekend. They're going to have Buffalo at Kansas City, and they're going to Mm -hmm. have Dallas at Philadelphia. But two things pop up immediately. Uh, One is the tenure of Dan Snyder and what you think about that and how tenuous that thing might be. And the other is this new lawsuit, new civil lawsuit being um, filed against Deshaun Watson. Take him in any order you want. Well, I mean, look, there has been no shortage of sort of, I guess, unrest and whispering about the future of Dan Snyder. But again, does the, does the league office and are there 24 owners who have um, the stomach for the fight, which in this would be a fight. There would be lawyers, plenty of them. There yeah. would be lawsuits. Um, there will be blood. Yeah, yeah, there, there would be leaks. <laughs> there there would be, um, you know, that there, there could be trouble for other owners. There, there could be all sorts of, um, I guess, revenge plots. And, and you know, they, they tend to think that everything eventually blows over. And I'm just not sure that the math is there, that the, that the calculus is there mm-hmm. to expunge him. Um, I, you know, I, I think that in their own way, they, they probably try to shame him. They probably try to act like he's other than them. They, they probably, um, you know, sort of what you heard in the broadcast last night, you know, yeah. oh, it would be a great idea if he would sell. Well, yeah, that's yeah what I was sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that would that would solve everything. It's also the complete opposite of 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 any signal he's any ever given. It's it's the complete opposite of what he wants. He, if anything, the more he hears that, the more um, that that's in sort of the air. Um, the more that 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 seems like what would be the league's um, best solution. The more stuck in he gets. So I, I don't know, Tony. Um, as for the Deshaun Watson situation, I'm, I'm not surprised. I don't know how anyone could be surprised when we have enough information about sort of his his predilections, his behavior, his decisions, the choices that he made, and how rampant um, this, I don't know what to call it, this course of action was, this, um, you know, him him seeking out these women over and over and over again to think that we knew the extent of it. You know, um, I, I think you'd have to be super naive to think that this had all been wrapped up in a bow. Now, again, because of the way that this arrangement was made and, you know, the way that they lawyered this thing up to come to a point where they said, okay, well, you know, th- this is, we're going to kind of put this part of it to bed in terms of, um, what this means for his his ability to return to a football field, you know, what does this mean in terms of um, the di- the ongoing dialogue between him and these and these therapists? Is there a sign of contrition? Is he being forthcoming enough? Um, and will he be reinstated? I, I don't know. That's what I was um, going to ask. There's the uh, yeah, eleven I, games. Would yeah. would you if you if this thing comes out publicly and the particular woman who has filed the suit testifies publicly or at least signs off on all the details of it that she is accusing him him of, could you see him getting, they go back to the table and he gets more than 11 by fiat by the commissioner. Could you see that? Perhaps. um, I I think it's, my my sense is this, that they they look they they knew that he was doing this this you know he was going out he was he was seeking these massages right and clearly there was a disconnect between what how he was describing 
um, these various scenarios and how the women involved were describing it. Um, and ultimately, I, I think that the league had to know that we, we might not know the full of extent of this, but we know that this was going on, and here's how we're going to try to, to again, sort of move on from this, and, and, and this is the number that we all agreed to. I don't, I don't know that they sort of relitigate that, Okay. I just wonder okay. what it means to the individuals who are sort of overseeing his reinstatement, right? And and who are going to report to the league about whether they feel like he should be allowed to or he is ready to go out, you know, and and start representing the Cleveland Browns and the NFL on a weekly basis. Um, it just the whole thing. Is okay. Just, yeah. It's, it's awful. Just yeah. so. It's a, it's a cesspool. And sad. It's a cesspool. It is. All right, we move on. Uh, where do they go on roughing the passer? Uh, bad publicity for the league. Yeah. Bad. What what do they do? What's in the near term? I mean, outwardly, I don't think you know we hear anything differently. I I don't think that this is something um, that Commissioner Goodell is going to come out you know at the end of the upcoming owners meetings and say yeah you know we we're we're protecting the quarterbacks too much right I mean I I just don't see that that being the the tack that they take um now in the in the in the weekly and daily correspondence between officiating crews especially certain crews that have you know like Jerome Bogers where it's starting to become a weekly situation i think there will certainly be tutorials they will review the film even more they will go over the letter of the law um and the sort of intent and I think more than anything else, you'll see certain crews doing games that <laughs> less and less of the country sees. And I, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think Boger's got the Jacksonville game this week. Um, I, I think it's probably handled most in that fashion, Tony. Okay. Um, do we see it go to review? I that's something that'll be talked about in the spring, I'm sure. But as we've seen, more review doesn't necessarily mean better review. And the, the, one of the bigger officiating debacles of recent history is the way that the um, uh, PI started going down and to the point where people just stopped throwing the flag. So I don't know that there's an easy solution. Uh, I think the individual crews will probably be sort of given um, tutorials and memos. And, and I think that's something that certain owners will bring up next week but i don't think that we we see the league outwardly recognize yeah sort of i agree what's going on there i agree there i don't think there'll be a public pronouncement about it i had written down questions why is denver so bad why are the rams so bad why is tennessee so bad i'm dumping those questions to get to the big games buffalo at kansas city and dallas at philadelphia what are your thoughts i'm sort of surprised that buffalo was a three-point favorite in Kansas City. You know, I mean, yeah. Buffalo lost a game this year. I, I'm, I'm surprised at that. And you know, I don't know about I don't know about the Dallas-Philly game, which strikes me, and maybe I'm wrong, as a referendum on Jalen Hurts, who I think has been great this year. But your thoughts on those games, Jason? Yeah, I think it is interesting, Andy Reid, in that situation, at home catching points. I do think yeah. Buffalo is the better football team because Buffalo's defense is dramatically better than Kansas City's. Uh, there's, you know, what Buffalo has been able to do uh, with Leslie Frazier and the way they zone things up and their ability now to get pressure 
um, without having to bring anybody. And Leslie Frazier doesn't usually want to blitz. But when he faces certain quarterbacks, you know, like Lamar Jackson, he changes things up and, and he adjusts for the opponent. Um, but primarily, that's a team that wants to to hit you with a bunch of different zone looks and keep everything in, in front of them. And if you look at sort of the stuff that they do and the stuff that has generally made Mahomes look human, there's a match there. Um, on the other side of the ball, look, Kansas City's pass defense has uh, has been brutal. Um, they give up a lot of touchdowns. They give up a lot of yards. The opposing quarterback rating is really high. It hasn't been what they'd like to do. But they do play the fourth most cover two of any team in the NFL under Steve Spagnola, and it's really effective for them. And that's Josh Allen's kryptonite this year. He's got a mm-hmm. 77.7 rating against that. So I suspect that Spags lays off dialing up all those exotic blitzes that he usually likes to do because Allen tends to kill that stuff with his arm or his legs. And I really feel like this is a lower-scoring game than we might think, especially in the first half, because these two teams, if you look at sort of their game flow, they put up a lot of points. And um, in the case of Kansas City, allow a fair amount of points. In the second half of the game, I have a hard time, um, though, <laughs> you know, not taking the points here if we're talking about Andy yeah, Reid and Patrick yeah, Mahomes I agree. at home. But I do think the first half under is an interesting way to approach that game. And then, I, look, I, I think Dallas makes this a game. Dallas is playing the game at a pace um, that lends itself towards unders that tries to sort of take the air out of the ball and that lets the defense be the star. And that's exactly what they should be doing. Um, they're getting more backs involved. They're getting more tight ends involved. They're, they're, they're getting heavier. Um, and when they do go empty, which they're doing more than they did a year ago, it's, it's, for, it's for high percentage passes. It's for underneath crossers. It's to kind of let that be an extension of the run game rather than trying to hit all these deep shots which lead to turnovers and sacks and problems. Um, you know, the Eagles dominate teams in the second quarter, but if you look at what they've done outside of that, they kind of start slow, and then once they get these massive second-quarter leads, they tend to let the opponent hang around and chip away at it a little bit. Yeah, they grind. Like they, they grind yeah, they wins. Ha- they yeah. haven't exactly, you know, pulled away by and large late. So I, I think Dallas hangs around in this game. Um I think Dallas's defense is going to be a different sort of challenge for the Eagles. I think the Eagles are probably the better team, and the Eagles may win this game and and you know and and very well keep that winning streak going. But I think it's a close game. Thank you, Jason. Plug your radio show for us, please. Always my pleasure, Tony. Um, you can listen to me ramble from two to six Eastern every day on Inside Access on one hundred five seven The Fan. Um, and uh, you can check me out a couple times a week in the Washington Post as well. Which is great. Uh, reporting on the NFL. And I hope everyone enjoys the games this weekend. Thank you, Jason. Jason Lockett for our boys and girls. We will take a break. We'll come back with Carville. Maybe it's always a maybe. Jeff Ma, we think that's a definite. But Carville is a maybe. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. Once again, this is Reed Umstadt, who professionally sings under the name Reed Brothers. This is called Wild One. Um, this guy's good. He's really good. Right? He's in Austin? He yeah. plays in Austin? I believe so. Austin is sort of like Nashville. Yeah. It's I a, mean, in terms of that music. sound, yeah. Great arts place, you know, yeah. great music, great food. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think people probably want to make Asheville, North Carolina into one of those places. Don't you think? There's talk of Glover Park being sort of that, that sort of cultural center. I don't know about that. <laughs> this is called Wild One. It plays in James Carville. James had a rough week, two and four. But he's still 10, 6, and 1. So if you're betting with James and his surrogate, T-Boy Lachelet, you are making money. What do you got for us this week? I assume you're going to have to put some money down on Alabama, Tennessee, right? Uh, yeah, we're going to make a pick there. Hmm? With him. Uh, you know, maybe it's because Tennessee whooped the snot out of us. Yeah. Stay at home and getting... What's, what's the line, y'all? What's the line, Alabama? Uh, we've got Alabama giving seven. Uh, I'd take the point. You would take Alabama, even though Alabama no. disappointed you against A&M? Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee. Oh, okay. You'll take Tennessee. Okay. Okay. Plus seven. Okay. I'm taking. And then uh, uh, I think Penn State travels to Michigan. That's right. Yeah. And undefeated. Uh, Michigan uh, yeah, giving seven. I'm going to take the favorite there. Let's go with the big house. So you will give the seven and take Michigan? We'll give the seven and take Michigan. Okay. Then, uh, TCU and Oklahoma State, a pretty big game. What do you see there? Uh, got, uh, TCU giving four. Oklahoma State is 60 to one to win the national championship. Mm-hmm. They should be about 35. Your phone is I, terrible I, I, today. I, I, Go ahead. Who are you taking? You're taking Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State is good. So you have good, already yeah, won. You've, this is interesting, James. On this show, you have taken TCU and won with them, and you have taken Oklahoma right? State and won with them. Now you take Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Okay. okay. They're getting points. They're good. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, understand they, that. You remember that Fiesta Bowl in our last year? Came back and beat Notre Dame and all since then. You know, you don't hear much about them, but they're pretty good. I think they've been good for a while. I think people don't like Mike Gundy personally, but he's a good coach. He's a good coach. I don't like it much personally either. Right. But but he can coach. Yes, yes, yes. What you know, this is the guy I was to say, this is not personal. This is business. Right, right, right. What else you got? Okay. Uh, so the Vikings and the Dolphins. Uh, let's see, Vikings, Dolphins. I've got anything last night. I've got I've got Minnesota giving three. I take the Dolphins. Take the Dolphins, even without two. You take the Dolphins. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pack that off because I'm gonna take it off because of that. I got a notation at this quarter. I think so. Let, let, let's take that off the board. Okay. All right. And uh, Tampa Bay is uh, uh, 
I've got Tampa Bay giving Buffalo, right? Oh, no, Tampa. Oh, Tampa Bay's at Pittsburgh. At Pittsburgh, no, I mean, the Chiefs should play with the Bills. Oh right? yeah, Bills. Bills at Chiefs. Bills are giving two and a half. I, I would take. Bills are getting two and a half. They're giving They're giving two and a half. Road road favorite. Take the Bills. That's unbelievable that you're giving points to Patrick Mahomes at home. Yes. And they're just laying that there for me to get my head cut off, and I'm gonna walk right into the. Track. Yes, they're begging you. They're begging you to bet Kansas City. Yes. Of course they are. Yes. Yes. Of course they are. How do you how do you do that? With with you know, given the Chiefs are giving points at home, that never happens. No, no, never, never. The only time it happens. So you're not you're not going to take. You don't want Tampa Bay. You don't want that game either. What's Tampa Bay? They're playing. Tampa Bay's at Pittsburgh, and Tampa Bay's giving eight and a half. No, I don't want that. Yeah, right. I didn't think so. And, and who are the Forty Nineers playing? I like them a lot. San Francisco's at Atlanta, and they are giving five and a half. Man, I'd take San Francisco. Okay. Are you sure? Are you sure they're at Atlanta? Yeah. Uh, yep. October sixteenth. Yeah, San Francisco oh, at Atlanta. Where did you think they were? At Denver. No, Denver's a, a Monday night game, a Monday night game that no one wants to see. Yeah, Denver, Denver stinks. I'm going to leave it with the Bills. Okay, so, okay. so we're not going to do San Francisco. I have four picks. Four games, that's way, good. All of those college games are undefeated teams. Yes. Yeah, they, these are. I mean, the card has gotten is better now. This is a big test for Michigan before Ohio State. This is a big test for them, I think. Big test. All right, thank you, James. Oh, wait, how good is this, this Houston guy, this Jordan Alvarez? She he is wins. a beast. <laughs> he's hitting them. He's hitting them to right and left. He's going. He went opposite last night to left field. He's a, he's a great hitter. He had like thirty-seven home runs and a hundred RBI this year. Yeah, he's really good. He's really good. So yeah, I've enjoyed he, that. He's amazing. I mean, yeah. it's something in the clutch. Wow, this is a. This is the, my favorite time of year. You Baseball. Know, you know, baseball playoffs, you got getting the good part of the college schedule. You got the NFL. And for me, believe it or not, I'm fired up about the NBA season with the Pelicans. I'm ready to roll, man. Yeah, I hope your big guy actually plays and doesn't sit in the sideline in a suit for the entire well, season. Just, you know? That, that's something to be concerned about because in the past, yeah. they had to claim he's. I don't know, James. He lands with such force. He's so strong that traditional bones and cartilage and ligaments, they can't take it. He's so powerful. Remember that Nike shoe he blew out? Yeah, when he was at Duke. His shoe exploded. That doesn't happen to the rest of us. We don't have exploding shoes. All right, thank you, James. We'll talk next week. Okay, man. Take care. James Carville. We only had to delete one thing. James. Yeah, but he gave you some bonus content. You got two extra picks. <laughs> That's exactly right. Used to hear his thoughts. Oh, James. All right. Do we have Jeff Ma? Give me one second. Um, oh, you have to get Jeff Ma. Okay. You can get Jeff Ma. What do I have here? I have something from Nathan Kudla in Riverside, California. What are the chances we see Tony sporting his beloved free orange creamsicle pants? while donning a majestic Burger King paper crown for the cover of Dan Byrne's new $13.72 album. Maybe the setting could be over Tony's sink with a freshly cracked tub of Tillamook in hand. I think would be a pretty good, I think that would be a good cover. 
I think that would be. Don't forget the closet boat shoes. Yes. Oh, I got <laughs> yes. those. Yes. And Jeff Ma joins us now. Okay. And Jeff, you wanted to, you you always give Nigel instructions for which we are grateful. Yes. And you, you wanted to talk about parlays. I, I'll get to that. I just from a betting standpoint, I want to ask you about the Buffalo game. Um, and I understand that Buffalo is really a good team. But I think Kansas City is really a good team, too. And Kansas City is at home, and they've got Patrick Mahomes. Do you, when you see an early line, Buffalo minus three, that I think has drifted into Buffalo minus two and a half, is that somehow an attempt to get people to bet on Kansas City? I mean, that, that line sort of jumped out at me. I, I, I was surprised that Buffalo was giving three. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's sort of a lot about this whole idea of like, oh, they want to get balanced action or they're oh, trying to drive money one way or the yeah. other. Um, there's some truth to that to some degree. I mean, I think Buffalo is definitely a team that um, the sports books are, are pretty afraid of. And I think a lot of times what they're afraid of is getting very lopsided action at times. There, there are times that they're willing to take shots on teams meaning like they're willing to be sided. They, they, I think one of the biggest myths is they're always trying to get 50-50 action because they're not, right? They're, they're, they're oftentimes comfortable with being on one side, and they, you know, they, they mm-hmm. often want to be on the side of the smart money. What they, what they often don't want is when they know that the smart money, the sharp money, the guys that are going to like unload in you know million dollar or two hundred thousand dollar or whatever like large increments whatever depending on the size of the book they don't want to get in a situation where those people are all on one side of the right. game and they've let them get down for that much amount of money so i think what they you know open this three they want to see where the action is going to come in on and you know, as soon as they saw the Kansas City money that they thought they would get, right? So, so in this case, essentially, I think what they're saying is they know that a lot of the public money is probably going to come in on Buffalo. And, you know, they know that the sharp money, especially at three, will probably come in on Kansas City. And so very quickly, as soon as they saw that sharp money came in in Kansas City, they move it to two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. So therefore, they, they, don't, they don't end up getting into a situation where they – you know, have to potentially move it the other way, which which they did, and because the sharp money came in on Kansas City. Okay, tell us about parlays. Yeah, the, you know, you, you had a question last week when I was struggling to understand how to use my cell phone um, <laughs> about um, <laughs> parlays and whether they were, you know, good for the player yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And um, you know, and, and you had Neil on, who actually did a really good job going through a lot of sort of this idea of, of parlays and, and whether they are good for the player. And the reality is that one of the things we talk about this week on Bet the Process is how um, parlays are, are, you know, especially like a lot of what the sportsbooks are doing now, um, are pretty predatory because they do these things called same-game parlays um, where you can parlay two things in the same game. So you could say, like, in the Kansas City game, I bet on – you know, Patrick Mahomes to throw a touchdown pass and I bet on Casey to win and you get, you know, I don't know, whatever, two to one odds or something like that to do that. When And the real odds should maybe be something closer to four to one or something like that. And, you know, they're basically taking a huge cut from you. And they do this because a lot of these publicly traded companies like a FanDuel or DraftKings have investors that they've made promises to oh. and what they call hold percentage, which is the amount of money that they actually win per bet off of uh, the um, 
actual like betters and they want that hold percentage to be as high as possible and the way that you do that is by creating these exotic bets that are not in the you know benefit of the player parlays are very fun and if you're only betting for the fun of it that's great but they are probably especially some of these same game parlays um, because they're holding so much away and they're trying to take so much quote-unquote commission from the player they're not the, the sort of most you know better friendly thing and, and over long haul if you're just a recreational better you're going to lose more money quicker from parlays especially same game parlays that's interesting what's also interesting to me is i had no idea that a person a regular person could invest in say DraftKings or fanduel i, I didn't even know that yeah Dra- DraftKings went public in a SPAC um a few years ago and so yeah so you can buy stock in DraftKings, although the, the stock has done really poorly oh that's good to know. It's good to know that people who gamble for a living are doing poorly in this. That's interesting. What games do you have for us? You were three and two last week. You're fifteen and ten. That's a three and two all the time. Five weeks of three and two, which is good. Yeah, it's very good. It's boring, but it's very good. It's, it's good. Not, you know, it's not as exciting as what five, five and one, and then one and five. Right. But, um, That's three right. Three and two. It's if you can be three and two every week in the NFL. It's, Take it. It's good. Take for it. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Miami plus the three and a half over a minute. So obviously this game is what it is because of the starting quarterback. But there was a lot of talk around during camp that um, Skylar Thompson was quite quite good um, and was showing quite a bit of talent. I think with a week to, to prep him up, um, you know, I, think, I think this is a game that uh, the, the numbers, again, like, you know, what would this line have been with Tua or with um, – Bridgewater, it probably would be three to four points um, Miami favored, right? So you're getting six, seven points difference. I, I just don't see a world where these quarterback difference is that big. Okay, okay. I'm going to take Cincy minus the two at New Orleans. Um, I've been against Cincy a lot this year. Uh, this is a spot where I like them under a touchdown. I like them to win this game outright. Um, and, I, you know, I think this is a – a game where they kind of like right the ship and, and get themselves into position to, to make a run. I don't think Taysom Hill is going to do that again Four touchdowns. I agree with you on this one. Totally agree. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to take Carolina plus the 10. Ooh. What do you guys have? 10 or 10 and a half? I've got uh, 10. Yeah. So this was 10 and a half earlier in the week. Um, Carolina plus the 10. I, I We talked about this on bet the process um, as a game that I'm just not sure whether either of these things, i.e. losing rule or losing Baker Mayfield, make that much of a difference. And the Rams have shown this year that they're beat up. They sort of paid their, you know, they they made a deal last year with the devil with getting all of those players, and and they're pretty depleted from a talent perspective. Um, I don't expect them to all of a sudden become the Rams of last year and, and 10 points in an NFL game with the Carolina team. Um, that's played well on defense and, and um, you know, obviously has, has struggled on offense, but I, I like them plus the 10 here. Yeah, I think the Rams are terrible this year. I think they won the Super Bowl and now they're terrible, but Carolina is really terrible with no offense at all, Jeff. They have no offense. Yeah. They have nothing. So, yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, you anointed the Rams last year. Right? I did. The, I picked uh, them. Yeah, I yeah. picked them before the season started and it's the best pick I ever made. That was, that was like your Rick Riley, I got this, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. What else? 
I'm going to take Casey plus the two and a half over Buffalo um, for all the reasons you said at home against, you know, with Mahomes and yeah. this whole situation. I just, again, like Buffalo is, is a very good team, but so is Kansas City. And I think, you know, Kansas City is sort of finding itself a little bit more this year. And so maybe that's why the line is what it is. Last last week, obviously, we all saw them struggle a little bit with, with the, the Raiders and probably still lost to the Raiders. But um, here against Buffalo, um, yeah, everyone's like, oh, Buffalo's going to be really focused. Well, so is Kansas City. I mean, this isn't like a situation where one team is going to overlook the other team. And you just got to take the points with Mahomes at home. I, I agree with this. I, and I don't know historically what Kansas City does against the spread. I suspect it's not all that great because they tend to just win games and win them late and win them by a little. But in this case, if they win, that's all that matters because you're getting the points. I agree with you on this game. I do. Yeah. They are there. This is this will be interesting. Again, this will be the one where we see is Buffalo truly a cut above everyone else yeah. or are there just a bunch of really good teams this year Yeah, and, you know, not any great teams. What else you got? I'm going to take Philly minus the six and a half over Dallas. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, sort of like probably the the clock strikes midnight for Cooper Rush here. Maybe. I yep. mean, he's, there's been a lot of talk about how he's played, and you know, I've I've been betting on him because the I thought the lines have kind of overreacted. He's been a good caretaker. Um, I think this is a game where they're going to need him to be a little bit more than a caretaker, and I think this is where he probably struggles a little bit. Um, so I just I just think the Eagles are. You know, much better team than Dallas at this point, and so I think that they, you know, win this game pretty comfortably. I think I might go the other way on this one, just because I think the Dallas defense is pretty good. But that's a game I want to watch. Thank you, Jeff. You can hear Jeff and Rufus on Bet the Process, and you can hear Jeff here as well. He gets up very early in the morning to do this, for which we are grateful. Thank yes. you, Jeff. Thanks, Tony. Jeff Ma, boys and girls. Uh, we will take a break. We will have email and jingle when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. Here comes Tony's mailbag. Get your emails, faxes, and your notes. Here comes Mr. Tony's mailbag. I want to read some for all of your folks. It's Darius Rucker. Wilbon said that he was going to play golf with him yesterday or have dinner with him yesterday. And I said to please say hello. Was he going to play with him in Timberlake or something like that? I don't, you know, I think Larry Fitzgerald, he's, you know, who knows? The world of Wilbon. Who knows? What, uh, you want to do the Bethesda Bagel ad for us? Bethesda Bagels, we love them. You will as well. Just go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in and you'll be thrilled. And don't forget to go to the Arlington Draft House to see Adam Ferrara tonight, Friday and Saturday. What about our Johnny O position? Oh, yes. TK Meal Deal is still active. There's the Carmine shirt that I think you might be Ooh. eyeing. As Carmine. We, as we turn the calendar. The Carmine shirt. Mornings. Is it named after the restaurant or the big ragu? <laughs> Carmine ragusa, the big ragu. That'll do it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag, let me say, take out the papers and the trash, or you don't get no spending cash. If you don't scrub that kitchen floor, you ain't going to rock and roll no more. 
Yakety Yak, Don't Talk Back. That's the coasters. That's from the late 50s, the coasters. Thanks to our guests today, Jason Lockenfora, James Carville, Jeff Ma. Thanks to our sponsors, ZipRecruiter Policy Genius. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Odyssey. If you've got the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. From Sam Angel, our friend Sam Angel, who's now in Silver Springs, not in Philadelphia. I'd never heard of Victor Wembanyama until Monday's show when Dan Burns' new song introduced him to me. Moments later, you and Wilbon were comparing him to Kareem and Wilt. Wilbon was. I was saying, <laughs> are you sure you want to compare him to Kareem and Wilt, Sam? He could play for 20 years, win 10 NBA titles, be a 12-time MVP. He could set the all-time scoring record, buy Nike from Phil Knight, and star in an Academy Award winning Space Jam 3. No matter what he does, I will never hear his name without Dan's song getting stuck in my head. He opened for the Who, and now he's opening the career of maybe the greatest basketball player of all time. Dan Byrne gets it done. The sarcasm there comes through, and I love it. Because, yeah, we don't know about it. Thank you, Sam. From Aaron Hansen in Papillon, Nebraska, I think the next game that is played is Little Wedding Crashing. When you get an invitation, you read it on the podcast, the littles that live within 100 miles of the wedding show up and crash the party with TK's head on a stick. All the littles shout cheeserie instead of clinking glasses to get the wedding couple to kiss. Did I read that before? You read this yesterday. I think we, yeah. There's a reason I'm reading that now. Okay. Because this comes from Jeff Pickett, our friend Jeff Pickett, <laughs> who I Jeff. mentioned in Des Moines, who I mentioned when Shad wrote about his daughter getting married. Please send Shad my best and let him know I look forward to meeting him in person at Max and Christina's big night as your DLL designated local little. I will be pleased to offer the bride and groom each a complimentary driver fitting in my role as the official club fitter of the Tony Kornheiser Show. Let me also take this opportunity to share a photo from my daughter Annie's wedding this past August. While she is not a little, rest assured she knows who you are. Feel free to share the image below with your viewers on News Channel 8. And both Annie and Jeff are giving the TK salutes. Wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> from John Tagliarini in Arkany, Iowa. Arkany, maybe? Sure. If Jeff Piggott is unavailable, I live just north of Des Moines, and I can be the official representative of the Tony Corners show. More than I have a new box of steak knives. It would be a perfect wedding present. This is what you should do. This is what everybody should do. From Lisa G. in New York City, I think I may be the only regular listener that thrives off your tedious descriptions of the deals you pride yourself on getting. I admire your clearance rack shopping, coupon stacking, no shame discount asking ways as I too get a natural high for buying things for no reason other than the fact that they were a good deal. <laughs> I never pay full price for anything ever and I pride myself on that. There's a coupon or discount code for everything, people. Use the code. Keep being you. It's fabulous. Lisa G. in New York. From Tyler Etchenkamp. We've heard from him before in Lincoln, Nebraska. After your purchase of a sports jacket at Brooks Brothers for $109, is the new going to game going to be the discounted cost of a clearance sports jacket in your city. Well, I'm, I'm willing on that. From Jerry Skelly, I know you won't go, so send Michael to the Birchmere on the 2nd of November at 7.30. Pink Martini? What yeah. does that mean? It's a band. band called Pink Martini. But it's not Hot Pink Hangover. It is not Hot Pink Hangover, Are they good, Pink Martini? Apparently from this bloke, they're very good. Well, send it to us. Yes. Send us the stuff. Greg Thomas in Cincinnati. In reference to your conversation with Tim Kirchin on switch-hitting catchers, I can't believe you did not mention the best. This is so true. Mm. I apologize. Crash Davis. <laughs> After all, he set the minor league home run record. You could look it up. That That's is just, true. I missed that one. Yeah. Bill W. in Austin, Texas. Looking forward to your MLS playoff preview on Friday. Who you got? Uh, I don't have the... We'll get that in the third hour. Yeah, we'll try and do that. <laughs> I, I don't have the D.C. United. They didn't make the playoffs, right? Didn't they lose 100 games in a row? 
Didn't they do that and fire a coach and then bring in oh, yeah. the guy from England yeah, with the right. new hair, Wayne Rooney? <laughs> Wayne Rooney, my uh, God. Jason yeah. in Hohokus, New Jersey. I just hired a young man named Reginald who will start his new job on October 31st. If they serve Johnny Walker Blue at the Halloween party, I fear I'll find myself asking for his week nine picks and singing songs about flinging feces. Wish me and the new Reginald luck, hoping to avoid a home run run-in on his first day. And no, despite my urging, we did not use the code. What are we even doing here, man? Use the code. <laughs> Sammy Ray Henderson in Waco, Texas. You might remember me as the guy who wrote in last year after Ann Hornaday's appearance to convince you to give West Side Story a chance. I'm going to go out on a very long and sturdy limb and say you haven't. I haven't watched, I haven't watched anything but sports in two and a half years. That's true. But I deeply appreciate you reading that message. It made my year, and I still get comments about it. Instead of listening to you on my way to a theater rehearsal this time, though I happen to be in the gym, you were talking about going to the dentist to get a filling replaced and how this might be the last time it'll ever need to be replaced if it lasts 10 years. But who are we kidding? You got five if you're lucky. <laughs> I know you didn't necessarily mean to tell the story after the preface you provided on the mass shootings in the country, but the juxtaposition struck me as particularly poignant in the gym in a place full of life by design, the sanctity of life, no matter how young, no matter how old. So I made a pact with myself at that very moment. I decided I was going to make sure the people who provided any light in my life were going to hear it from me, whether they wanted to or not. This is perhaps more meaningful to the person delivering the news than the person receiving it. So forgive me, and I'll forgive you for not having watched the new West Side Story. I'm not intending to memorialize you. Again, you have at least another filling left. But I am intending to let you know that you have indeed provided a little bit of light. And sometimes in that long, vast tunnel of darkness, just a little bit of light is all you need to get to the next rehearsal. Isn't that nice? It's very lovely. That's really nice. Yeah. From Les Cossack in Galena, Ohio. I hope it's called Galena. I wonder if you would ever entertain the idea of doing a long-form interview with Tim Kirchin where he just told baseball stories. I could listen to that for hours. On a related note, many listeners often request to be the official this or that of the Tony Kornheiser show. I have nothing of significance to offer uh, to such an honor, but I'd like to formally nominate the Big Dumper as the official switch-hitting catcher whose last name is also a state capital for the Tony Kornheiser Done. show. Done. Got in your bike time, everyone, as always. To wear white. I hate bananas. I hate pumpkins. I hate squirrels. I hate watermelon. I like olive. I love gummy bears. <laughs> yeah, you've been walking through heartache. And man, it's taking its toll. Oh, you've been working too hard. Good Lord, it's empty in your soul. Oh, you've been living in darkness. Yeah, you've been living in pain Oh, you've been living through all this shit And man, it's driving you insane So if you need me, come on back I can make you laugh, I can make you cry No need to sacrifice Oh, you don't have to be alone So won't you come on
There's a car out. 